Here we are. There we are. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. Today is February 8th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? I'm uh, really excited for the show tonight because we're talking about, uh, you know, truckers, crypto financed rap, uh, QAnon, and butterflies, four of my top four or five favorite things. Uh, But before we talk about the truckers, quick Canadian trucker update. They're still doing it. They're still driving around Ottawa, blocking up roads, honking their horns and shit. Uh, they've taken over Ottawa, <laughs> shut the city down because it's not big. They are horrifically unpopular, even among truckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're huge assholes. But you know who loves them? Americans. Americans. Baby. Americans, of course. Americans have given $15 million to a GoFundMe to support them, which has since been shut down and confiscated. So they're running around thinking they're about to be reimbursed with Hundreds of thousands of dollars for gas and food, and it's not coming. So that part really hits for me. Uh, but one reason I wanted to start with them. By the way, look out for your local trucker convoy because it's coming to every state capital. You're the annoying fucks. Um, but I wanted to start with it because we got this uh, wonderful viewer mail from uh, the Great White North. Uh, this is from Dave. Uh, we'll use his last name because I don't know if he wants me to, but it says, I like you guys. I like Trey. I like Mark parentheses, although I only catch what he's saying once in a while. If I talk that fast in Canada, they all laugh and say, you got it real bad, Dave. I, I do talk real fast. I got it from my dad, who, it just be grateful I don't have his uh, his real strong Southern accent, because when he talked, it sounded yeah. like Boomhauer. Boomhauer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your dad was Boomhauer. <laughs> he was definitely Boomhauer. <laughs> yeah. So a whole bunch of... Uh, a whole bunch of right-wing activist groups, Canadian neo-Nazis, Washington separatist party called Maverick and others joined up. Conservative politicians gave them supports about freedom, they say. Uh, but many actual truckers are embarrassed, we just talked about. 90% of truckers are vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> he says the RCMP is being very patient. Uh, biggest guns are in the holsters. He's complaining about why they don't, why they are just being issued citations instead of, you know, being chased out of the fucking city like they should have. Uh, anyway, but the end, he says... Why you're, uh, <laughs> if we go up to Canada, he's saying there will be a squad of three guys and they will break into your uh, studio with a straight blade wooden hockey sticks and a case of Beehive golden corn syrup. They'll be singing a Neil Young song and have banners of Joni Mitchell at age 22 when she was hot. <laughs> She's, I don't know why Joni Mitchell's catching the strays. Why you're distracted, especially Mark, they will douse you with syrup and then shoot pucks at your balls. <laughs> Love your show, fellas, but remember, don't fuck with a canuck now. Yeah. All right. Well, so he, he right before that he says, if you don't lighten up on the flippant language making making us great white northerners reach for another beer, we're gonna come down there and whip your ass with maple syrup and hockey pucks and stuff. And I was like, it was funny. I appreciate the message, Dave, but I didn't realize we like shit on I know that sometimes we bring Canada up and we like we just want to illustrate that we are not the only dipshits on this continent. Like that y'all have some dipshit. I know that we say that. But I don't. I never never meant to imply that you know we're on equal footing in terms of dipshit. I mean, we said we export our dipshits and dipshittery to y'all, yeah. which we apologize for. But you know, nothing but love for Canada. I mean, yeah. for sure. In, in his defense, this is largely an American problem. We've exported to them, so they didn't really do. They, they didn't really ask for this. And no. but at least we don't buy our milk in fucking bags. You see, Peter, fuck you. <laughs> So, get him. You, get his you guys got you guys got healthcare. You got poutine. Everybody's got guns, but no one shoots each other. You got a fucking maid. Don't just let us have this, man. Let yeah. us have this. Uh, 
Anyway, I, this art, Slate had an interview with a guy who wrote, writes writes books about civil wars and was talking about whether Canada has as bad as bad as us. And they're like, clearly not. Like these guys, these guys are 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 a fringe movement. They don't speak for 40 percent of Americans. And you can like you turn on Canadian news, it's like these guys are fucking assholes who suck. Right. You turn on Fox News and like these guys are heroes. That pretty yeah. much highlights how much more fucked we are than them. So, Plus, yeah, aren't where didn't it, didn't we find out that a lot of them are actually Americans? Even yeah. Like the guys yeah, went up participating there. in it. Cause like we said all that shit about how, like they got these signs saying 2022 is the new 1776 and Trump signs, all this stuff. And it's like, what the hell? That's our dumbass shit. Like why? Yeah. Are you, but like, maybe those were just our actual dumbasses who went up there and did some dumbass shit. I mean, I would buy it, you know? Yeah. Which the thing is to get across the Canadian border, you got to be vaccinated. So they're full of shit. So, <laughs> But the thing is, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene was calling for a trucker convoy to occupy D.C. The funny thing about that, that, like, two or three years ago, there was a trucker convoy that occupied D.C. They were trying to fight for uh, better working conditions because they were saying they're being, like, wage theft is taking away a lot of their pay and their standards of living going down. But Trump got out there, Trump got out there and said, these guys are here because they love me. So he totally co-opted. They were like, no, 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 we're, we're protesting you, <laughs> stupid. So it didn't even, it didn't even do anything because they just pretended that they, they were fans of Trump. So there you go. Go truckers. In general, my dad was a long haul trucker. He had a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So was my grandpa. We mentioned him last yeah. week again. We love truckers yeah. too. Hey, we're just you just, know just having fun here, Dave. Okay, you ain't gonna send the goons after. Yeah, it's okay. Just um, imagine my dad driving around the country in his twenties, just hopped up on amphetamine, talking like Boomhauer. Really hits for, for me. sure. Yeah. Got to. <laughs> uh, you got you got a JD Vance update for us, don't you? Oh yeah, so he's getting his ass kicked as we talked about, but it was really funny because it came out publicly that like his. One of his campaign pollsters leaked a 98-page PowerPoint presentation about how much he's fucking sucking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't guy, stretch it to fill 100 pages? That would have been a nice uh, round number of suck, you know, 100 yeah. pages worth of suck. But 98 pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, just two more pages of just his tweets or something would have, would have, made, would have made it really just fill it up. So <laughs> it turns out that, like, when they polled – so all the other MAGA idiots in this primary are just running nonstop ads of J.D. Vance saying Trump don't hit from like 2015, 2016. So, but so when he polls people what they think of him, no matter how he acts, no matter how crazy he pretends to be, he more Republican primary voters describe him as liberal than conservative. It's like 29 mm-hmm. to 27. <laughs> and he, like literally – Another problem he has is he's such a phony, like Frank Luntz, who's that asshole Republican pollster who coined the term death tax, right? So he, he did a focus groups and he found literally, usually name ID is good for candidates, which you, you want people to know who you are and what you're about. But literally sure. the more people learn about J.D. Vance, his likability goes down. Like you, can graph, <laughs> you can graph how much they know and how much they like him like this. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, All them hillbillies ain't backing him up. That he yeah. elegized. Where are they all at? <laughs> yeah, but this is the, what we're doing right now is a hillbilly eulogy. I think is what we're doing. Yeah, but uh, so, so so but Trump hasn't endorsed anybody yet. That put be game over in this primary. Josh Mandel is leading. Right, we talked about him before. But so he Mandel's been going back and forth in Mar-a-Lago, giving Trump hand job after hand job or whatever he's doing. But <laughs> it turns out Trump hasn't endorsed him because according to the Daily Beast. They, Trump is creeped out by his sex life. He thinks he's some sort of weird <laughs> sex weirdo. Now, I did some deep diving. I can't find anything even on unreputable websites about Josh Mandel's sex life. Right. So I don't know whether it's just some anti-Semitism because Mandel's Jewish and Trump knows yeah. one thing and I said, fucking do a hole in the sheet. 
or yeah, right. or whether he knows something we don't, or whether Mandel's just creepy when you meet him in person. I was about to say I could see it being just like he's just sort of creepy, and so Trump is like, I bet he does weird butthole stuff. Huh? I got a, I got a bad, <laughs> I got a bad butthole feeling about that guy. And then Trump was also the type to then turn around and just tell everyone matter of factly, like you know he does weird butthole stuff, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like he just sort of comes to that conclusion and then tells everyone else that, you know. Yeah. And now you're the butthole yeah. guy in Ohio. Josh, Josh, Just the like whole guy, Mandel. I bet she'd put it on a bumper sticker if Trump endorsed him. But Trump not Trump not liking sex weirdos. I know that the people like the the, the P tape bullshit or whatever. But like when you read like tabloid stuff about what women said with who hook, hooked up with Trump, he's he's such a horrible germaphobe, which everybody knows. Like he doesn't shake hands and shit. But like he thinks sex is gross. Like he would pick up women and take it back to his penthouse and just not touch them because he wanted people to think he was a stud, but doesn't but, actually want. To, yeah. Well, what about all the pay stuff, like you said? I don't – well, I mean, I never actually believed that stuff, but okay. it is funny. <laughs> sure. Um, well, listen, we've been bantering for a minute here. Let's uh, let's give you all an intro. With us, as always, is producer Matt, and this is Weekly Skews. Of course, I'd like to remind you, if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to wellredcomedy.com. I'll be in Knoxville, Tennessee, back where it all began for you, boy, on March 5th and some other fun places after that as well. Hope to see y'all out there. Now, as for the show tonight, I know I say this seemingly every single week at this point, but we've got a different right-wing conspiracy theory, the nature of which is truly insane and maddening. Pray for the butterflies, y'all. That's right. And we got some other fun stuff, too, but let's go ahead and get started, as always, with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, anyone at this point who believes that the world of cryptocurrency isn't simply all of our biggest dumbasses stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. So a little context. This week, the feds busted a husband and wife couple uh, and confiscated, uh, retrieved $3.6 billion of stolen Bitcoin resulting from a 2016 hack. Okay, so I want y'all to take just a brief moment and picture in your mind, if you will, what you think the perpetrators of such a scheme might be like. You got got a good mental image? Okay, well, here's the wife half of the duo. Let's see how close you were. Go ahead, Matt. Russell Conklin named that hot grandma you really want to bang. Always run the guilt game ever since I was 15. Anything. <laughs> an economist, a journalist, a writer, a CEO, and a dirty, 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 dirty hoe. Than <laughs> Creepier than most girls, weirder than most rappers, but I still rock pearls. Russell Kong, okay. the first time she better win. I think that's enough of that, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> you yeah, guys have that? So, <laughs> so her name's uh, last name's Morgan. So, uh,. <laughs> Well, they, people start doing a deep dive because on her LinkedIn, she described herself as a serial entrepreneur uh, and an irreverent comedic, comedic rapper. So, like, what the fuck? So, she raps under the name um, RazzleCon, uh, which is like a razzle dazzly Genghis Khan, I guess is how she thinks of it, which honestly isn't a bad rap name. If Cardi B had went with RazzleCon, I'd be like, that, that, that's probably better than <laughs> Cardi B, honestly. That's just her name. So what these, before we get back to making fun of them, what they actually did. So a bunch of crypto got hacked in like a few years ago or whatever. So 120,000 Bitcoins. It got laundered through a bunch of different exchanges, ended up in these people's wallets. The feds don't know if they did the hack. Probably not. They probably bought it off whoever did the hack. But they managed to uh, to cash out 25,000, 120,000 Bitcoins. 
for however much money. But here's the funny part. We talked about how, how you know crypto is a scam. You have to turn it back into money to spend it. How they lauded it was they turned it into Walmart gift cards. <laughs> All right. So so they had so they but they totally they ended up with three point six billion in their crypto wallets. The the hack was worth four and a half billion, so no one knows where they, the billion went. Who knows? Could be anywhere right now. I could have it. Fuck it. So um, <laughs> just read her biography for a second. So Razzle Khan is like Genghis Khan, but with more pizzazz. Yep. <laughs> I no don't know knows. that he was lacking for pizzazz personally. Like, I don't know how you, you know, quantify pizzazz, but he was like, he wasn't the most nuanced guy, Genghis Khan. Like he was, you know, he was pretty flamboyant when it came to, you know, murder and rape and pillaging and conquest and all yeah. that stuff. Like he was really it, putting it out there, you know. I think I remember reading that at, like in his time, he killed 10% of the world's population at the time, which yeah. is a... Uh, I mean, Putin could only aspire to that. Uh, (laughs) uh, He also, didn't he uh, uh, assault or get it on with so many women that like most of us are descendants of Genghis Khan? Yeah. Real quick, just since he got brought up, I've always wondered, have you ever heard of (laughs) Genghis Grill? You ever heard of Genghis Grill? Yeah. It's like a chain like bowl Uh restaurant named after Genghis Khan. Mongolian barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think there's any point at which that, could or will happen with like Hitler or Pol Pot or somebody like that. Like, cause that's, I mean, it's just been so much longer now, but like you said, in terms of like genocide and murder and all that, he's like Mount Rushmore, one of the goats, you know, purely in terms of yeah. numbers. And now he's a little cartoon character in a strip mall offering you, you know, dragon salt on your pork bowl or whatever. Like it's just humans are weird or wild, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, the longer ghost stuff happened, the more we're just like, that's interesting and not really have a moral attachment to it. But also like, like Hitler's brand, (laughs) so to speak, (laughs) he's just like people, people don't even necessarily know exactly what he did. They just know Adolf equal evil. Right. Right. Whereas Genghis Khan just equals historic exotic badass. Right. He's literally like, he's literally the only Mongolian I can name. I think that I know of. So you got a Mongolian barbecue place. Where are you gonna name it? Yeah, it just, <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Uh, anyway, go ahead. No, no, it, it, that was a fun <laughs> diversion. Uh, we, we we just go to the genocide barbecue place and we finish up with the <laughs> with the live stream. Uh, so, uh, Razzle Khan is like Genghis Khan, but with more pizzazz. No one knows for sure where this rapper's from. Her LinkedIn says she's from California, but with more, but but could be the North African desert, the jungles of Vietnam, or another universe. All that matters, she's here to stick up for misfits and underdogs everywhere. We do know that she's descended from a nomadic tribe, though. Um, yeah, this girl is wild. If she didn't steal three and a half billion dollars, she'd probably be fun at a party. Honestly, probably, she probably throws a pretty dope party. So here's the fun thing about, to me, this is like revelatory of a couple of different things. Like, he's like, oh, well, she's some weirdo. This has nothing to do with the mainstream economy. Her, when her LinkedIn says she's a journalist and a writer, she wrote for fucking Forbes magazine. <laughs> she was a contributor to the leading financial journal. Uh, but she wrote self-help stuff, and she right. wrote as, as a role as a Forbes contributor, she advised burnouts execs to quote try rapping in order to recharge their batteries. <laughs> imagine, imagine being like a burnout exec, and then seeing that information from this person, and and like 
you know, look, checking her out to see how that's, mm. you know, see how that's going. It's like, well, if it's working for her and you Google it and then that comes up and she's, you know, rapping about being a gilf and whatever. That's another thing. They said she was a, she was like a, a sexy grandma since she was 15. Yeah. I guess like, yeah. cause she wears granny glasses or something. I don't know why I'm trying to analyze yeah. this, but yeah. I'm just saying, I feel like, like how, I don't also the person, the editor at Forbes who rolled with that piece, you know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. yeah. This is good. <laughs> like <laughs> this person recommending rapping as a form of therapy, that yeah. seems worthy mm-hmm. of being published, put out there. We can really help people with this yeah. advice, I think. So unless you think she's the crazy one in the relationship, let's talk about the dude half of this for a second. This guy, his last name's Lichtenstein. Uh, I think he's uh, he's he should, he's from Russia originally. He has dual citizenship with U.S. and Russia, but he calls himself Dutch. Don't know why. Uh, but so the Daily Beast dug up his Facebook post, uh, announcing their engagement. And this is one of the most deranged things I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Uh, I got engaged to my best friend and the woman of my dreams. Okay. That's straightforward so far. This is how it all went down. Figuring out how to judge how to post her was a project that took the better part of this year. That's a little weird, but we're here moving on. This is my one shot and I had to make sure to get it right. I spent a few months researching different concepts and slowly dropping ideas and conversation to get a sense of how she would react. I saw a video of a Russian guy that proposed by faking his own death, which I thought was really cool. (laughs) Uh, Fortunately for her, PTSD, he didn't go with that option. Instead, he goes, as you know, we know Heather is not just a tech entrepreneur. entrepreneur. She's also Razzlecon, the fearless rapper. And what better way to propose to an entrepreneur slash rapper than with a weird creative multi-channel marketing campaign? So what he did was buy ads in a bunch of different platforms, including a Times Square billboard, and proposed to her by bombarding her senses like when you go to a bad website and you get 40 pop-up ads. So what he ought to win with fake and moan death, if I were you. Yeah, Uh, so the guy... So yeah, it's an interesting approach. The guy faked his own death as a man as a way to propose. Do you think the idea was like, you know, well, if I make her think that I'm dead and then she sees that I'm not, she will never be a, more appreciative of my yeah. existence than in that moment. And thus, that is the time to pop the question. Any other time she might be like, you know what, I'm not crazy about this guy. But if she has just thought that I have perished from the earth and she'll be so happy to see me, how could she possibly say no? That was well, the thing. Is that how it went down? Except, only, you know, in Russia voice, whole time. <laughs> well, I've only been married ever been married to my wife, and I'm trying to think how she would react if I did that to her. And one, she would beat the ever loving shit out of me. Sure. Uh, of because one, she deeply cares for me. Right. <laughs> so making her afraid that she'd fucking lost me forever was it would be a really cruel thing to do for her. But I think it might actually work for a Russian because they'd be like they'd be yes. like, Oh, I'm so happy he got the sweet release. I was about, been, I was about to say, yeah. In <laughs> Russia, death is constant companion, Mark. Death always around the corner. So the thought process is more like she will think I've escaped to a better place and then think, no, I've made this sacrifice to come back and be with you and suffer with you. Therefore, maybe it's sweet in Russia. That's what I would think. Yeah. Uh, Her man got eaten by a bear and she was like, oh, not again. You know, like it's just (laughs) every week with bear. Uh, Did she think he killed himself just to save her the one potato they had to split for the whole winter? (laughs) Sorry, Russia. We're gonna get a, a Russian a Russian email next week, and that would be that, that's a that's a scary ordeal. There, they got hot sticks yeah. too, and a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, uh, like ten. Not that I want Canada that Canada smoke. That. I yeah. don't. Dave. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't want no Canada smoke. I'm just saying, Russian yeah. smoke. That's that's some of the smoky <laughs> smoke there. 
Anyway, off the rails. Uh, yeah. Were we, so, yeah, so uh, biggest bust in Bitcoin history. And there you have the biggest, the, the biggest asset seizure in U.S. history. They didn't, they didn't oh. get this much from El Chapo. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> See, that's just wild. It's just another. It's so wild how like, just like made up. It all seems to me. I know the stuff has real value, but do you know what I mean? It's like it's wild that X number of these uh, these devices, these like you know nebulous ethereal uh, digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, modes of currency is worth more than El Chapo Dude. had in all the drugs and guns and cash money and shit. You know what I mean? Like that's wild to think about. Dude, the feds say they're going to, once they finish processing the case, they're going to give the money back to the people it was stolen from, which is like, so when it was stolen, the $4.5 billion worth of crypto, it was only worth 71 million at the time. So that's how much has gone up in like five years is like, you know, a thousand fold or I'm not, I'm not doing the math on top of my head. Right. But it's a lot. Right. So you had like four bitcoins worth, you know, say a hundred grand stolen five years ago. They're going to give it back to you worth like $4 million. My thing is, if if something's this easily stolen, you shouldn't get it. It's a bad investment. Also, isn't part of the whole deal is like they're supposed it's supposed to be like harder to track it and stuff like that. For the, it's supposed to be decentralized or whatever. So yeah. it's wild to have your Bitcoin stolen and be like, well, the FBI will take care of it. You know what I mean? Like the government, yeah, the government will track down and you know apprehend these cryptocurrency. Uh, that's the that's the shock of the system here is all these dudes think their money is untraceable, but the FBI right. just traced it and will know right. who to give it back to. So what's the fucking point of it? <laughs> yeah, went and found it, took it back, gonna tra- track it back to you, bring it back to. Yeah, and then they're like, "Yeah, it's it's completely untraceable." My thing is, if you invest in something precisely because you think it can't be tracked back to you, you should not be able to be, "Hey, like, hey, track this back to me, give my money back." You should I know, be fucking dumbass, you lost your money. That's my right. That's how I go with it for sure. <laughs> um, all right, we've got uh, a couple of honorable mentions here. As always, anytime this subject comes up, you're going to have to explain this NFT thing to me. Not the whole concept again, mm. but uh, John McNaughton. Saying that, yeah, right? yeah. So here's how you know it's a scam. Trump's Trump's favorite artists are getting into selling MSTs. Now I want you to see, like, uh, I, <laughs> that's Trump holding a snake like a snake charmer <laughs> in front of his forgot. He has this famous painting called "Forgotten Americans," where it's just all the founding fathers and former presidents standing around a bus bench, while like a poor white guy sits on a bench, like uh, abandoned. While Obama has his back to him, but Trump's sitting next to him, cons- uh, uh, rubbing his shoulder. It's it's fucking weird. But anyway, this is Trump standing in front of that old painting now, hold uh, a new painting of him standing in front of the old painting, wearing a MAGA hat, holding a snake for reasons I don't really understand. And he's selling that as an NFT, which is just a JPEG with a crypto blockchain that points to it as a receipt. And uh, he'll probably get like five million dollars for that. <laughs> That's insane. Those those former presidents in this picture I'm looking at, they look like they're applauding the uh, the the destitute, the downtrodden man on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're standing behind him clapping, you know, like Obama seems to be on board. Matter of fact, Trump's the one with his back to him. He's hell, he's you know, he's brandishing a snake. Who's the snake? Yeah. What's the what's Trump gonna do with the snake? Like what's the he into snakes now? Is there snake? I know they like the flags with the snakes on them. I get that. But yeah. Trump and snakes, how's that uh how's that come he's, together? But he's holding like he's like a snake handler. So I don't know if he's like running a church or whether yeah. the snake is the deep stake and he's got right. it on the head. And he's yeah. 
Right. It's not really he's, clear. He's rooting out the vipers, yeah. the vipers yeah. in the in the nest or whatever. He's yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. That'd be five million dollars. Um, all right. You want to do another, one more than get to the segment? <laughs> uh yeah, sure. Which yeah. which one do you want to do? Pick. Uh let's let's do Tucker. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> he's always <laughs> So Tucker Carlson here with a pretty um Tucker Carlson, a take on the situation with the truckers in Canada and the implications yeah. down here on our side of the border. If you've got it, Matt. What would happen if American truck drivers decided they'd had enough of people like Joe Scarborough and went on strike? What would happen then? Well, this country would stop immediately. No more deliveries of anything. Over time, that would mean starvation for people in the cities. But even in the short term, there would be profound suffering in this country. For example, and this is something that too few people outside of television even consider, the world's entire supply of Botox is manufactured on the west coast of Ireland. That's a All long right. way from here. In fact, it's a 4,000-mile-long supply the Botox, chain. Mark. What I, I, about, like, what about the boat, the Irish Botox? What are we going to do? But like, go ahead. A few things I'll, about this. Yeah, I will try to be, uh, I will try to op- argue good faith and present. He, Botox is an actual medical, right. it is used for serious medical stuff. Yes. And he makes that point. He's making a point about global medical supply chains. Yeah. Right. That is, a, as we've seen with COVID, global supply chains, when shit's disrupted, it's a huge fucking problem. As anybody who couldn't buy toilet paper or uh, or Clorox wipes uh, two years ago can attest. Right. Uh, we uh, PPE shortages and whatnot. Why he went directly to Botox. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I do not fucking understand. But the part that really made me laugh was the if supply chains break down, people in cities will start. Yeah. Because you and I are both from the country. Right. Trey, how long could you live off the land? Uh, we've actually talked about this because uh-huh. Katie will watch like my father-in-law loves that show Alone where people go uh-huh. and live off the land for a while. So it's come up. How long would I last living off the land? And I don't know. How long does it take a person to starve to death with no help? Because that's how long. <laughs> maybe less time because i would try to eat some kind of i get desperate and eat some kind of poisonous root or mushroom or something and then die before i even Mm. you know did wither fully away but yeah Yeah. just however long it takes for a person to die while outside that's how long it would take me to die while outside (laughs) i just love how fucking out of touch the this heir to the swanson's chicken uh, fortune is uh you know went to a prep school in san francisco and now lives in like kenny bunkboard or whatever uh his image of a rural american is just like a fur trapper yeah right (laughs) like like i'm trying to imagine my mom who's a retired school teacher just like trapping rabbits you know to make stew yeah and look i mean people you know rural people do hunt a lot of them do grow shit and stuff like that but like the implications would be far reaching for everybody but it's also to me it's like is can't I don't know Dave like to tell us is Canada like Mad Max style already up there like you know what I mean like it's like it, has Canada completely shut down over this there it's, I know they suck and they're fucking everything up and nobody likes it but I feel like a version of that is what would happen here too you know what I mean it wouldn't be all of yeah. the truckers it would be enough to piss everybody off you know and yeah. fuck some things up but yeah if every single trucker quit 
we'd be in deep shit. And, you know, yeah, maybe they be, should for fucking better pay and working conditions, like you were yeah, saying earlier. For but, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just like, I, I, like for sure, my brother-in-law, he, he hunts and fishes and he's good at it. And he knows he can clean a deer real fast. I imagine he, he, he keeps his family alive for a few months. But they're all going to get scurvy because you can't grow oranges in Southern Virginia. Right. You can't grow lemons. So producer Matt <laughs> is pointing out to us, producer Matt, he's a big Tucker Carlson fan. That's that's mm. not true. I'm just kidding everybody. But he said that uh, he brought up Botox specifically because he was talking about the host of Morning Joe. Uh, I guess either they mentioned it or he implied that they used Botox. Like, you know, he was gotcha. saying, you, you got, what are you guys, what are you, you know, foppish libs over there on MSNBC, what are you going to do without your Botox? So it's actually, you know. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him owning Joe uh, Joe Scarber yeah. and his his wife, not wife Mika, whatever her name is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They all fucking suck. Malika, Malika, that's her name, right? <laughs> Mika, 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 Mika. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, ah, fuck. Let's get into it, Mark. So this is um this story is like again. Every, I think every week for like three or four weeks we've covered like a different right-wing conspiracy theory and we've got another one this time and it's like it is ridiculous and all that but it, this one is also like this one gets really upsetting <laughs> yeah so everybody knows and like this, unlike, this one's gonna piss you off probably it starts out silly and everything yeah. but it's it's pretty fucking uh infuriating really so last week we talked about the moral panic about where kids had trolled a bunch of their parents and school administrators and they're thinking they're identifying as furries at schools. Yeah. That's just a little harmless fun. That's just driving some old white people crazy. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. This is, has the potential to get at least a couple people killed. And to the point where, um, so <laughs> this has been building for four or five years where the, this uh, National Butterfly, Butterfly Center in Mission, Texas, a butterfly preserve, the kind of place where that exists, like a nonprofit to protect uh, and, uh, wildlife. And also it's a place for kids on field trips to go look at butterflies, right? Mm -hmm. Has become the center of a right-wing conspiracy theory complex that's had multiple people calling in death threats and trying to destroy them, including the federal government, the Border Patrol, and the National Guard. And... <laughs> And they have they've had to close because of it. Now, as a mood setter, when I tell you this is this is just a, a sweet place run by sweet people, let's play a little video from the National Butterfly Center. <laughs> Trevino Wright. I'm the executive director of the National Butterfly Center. The Butterfly Center got started in 2003. It's the pilot project of the North American Butterfly Association, which is a national organization. And it chose the Lower Rio Grande Valley as the home for the one and only National Butterfly Center because we have the greatest volume and variety of butterflies of anywhere in the United States. Who could possibly so, have an issue with a lovely organization like that? You know? Well, the problem is that place that happens to be the best place to see butterflies in North America because it has four distinct environment, uh, uh, you know, types of environments in a small area, smaller than uh, the size of San Diego County, I think, um, uh, sits on the border. Right. Now, <laughs> there you so have Trump, it. 
you might remember a few years ago, some asshole wanted to build a wall across the border for reasons that are nonsense and stupid. They said no. So fast forward uh, five years later to spiraling death cult, and we you get headlines like this from the Guardian. I'm afraid the Texas butterfly sanctuary forced to close after far right death threats. Uh, so, so this is from. I'll read this from the NPR article because it's good, like good summary. The National Butterfly Center in Mission, Texas, has announced it's closing its doors for the immediate future after ongoing harassment directed at employees and the center staff. The center, a nonprofit nature reserve nestled in the U.S.-Mexico border, unwittingly became the subject of conservative conspiracy theories and political conflict in recent years, having been locked in a years-long legal battle with the Trump administration, and we build the wall regarding a planned border wall. Uh, we build the wall. You might remember because we made fun of uh, our look made fun of them a lot a few years ago. Was a was one of a few GoFundmes started after Congress wouldn't give Trump enough money to build his stupid fucking uh, uh, right. sphinx like uh, uh, monument to himself in the form of steel grate on the border. Um, yes. So one of them it was really funny because just as far as how dumb people are, and this is just in general, people don't understand how wealth works and how much money there is out there. But one of the one of the GoFundmes. They were trying to raise a billion dollars, and they got to five million dollars, and a bunch of Maggle people celebrated being halfway there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that always really makes me laugh. That's it's the great. dumbest fucking thing. So, so <laughs> that, that is just so dumb, man. That's so, <laughs> yeah. I'm in a nutshell right there. <sighs> so a, a quick, quick summary of how we got here. Trump wanted the border wall. Congress wouldn't give him enough money for the border wall. Uh, this butterfly preserve, that lady who saw Marianne Trevino Wright, we'll be talking about a few times today, uh, and you saw her in the butterfly video, uh, she caught some f- contractors for the federal government on her land illegally without using any eminent domain or asking permission or paying for the land, clearing the land for the wall. She chased what? them off. The they came just back. just taking somebody's land like that? Yeah. That, you think that wouldn't hit for conservatives, right? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> So the but the contractors came back with Border Patrol who provided armed guards to defend them from the butterfly preserve. That yes. lady. All right. So insane. What happened next was Steve Bannon, a guy named Brian Colfage, who's a um a army veteran amputee, started a GoFundMe to build the wall. Uh here's a clip of Colfage talking about the project so you can get a sense of his vibe. raised this money was to be able to get the money to build the wall for the president. And ultimately, we realized that wasn't going to happen. It was impossible to get the federal government any money uh, from the GoFundMe. And so we came up with a plan of how to how could we use that money for the intended purpose. And uh, all, right. so there, all the donors there's that asshole. Me, you know, you need there, to do something with this money. Don't I love that. that they're like they're. I, they're like, we need to find a way to get more money to the government, right? If there was some, <laughs> if there was some mechanism by which the government could take more of people's hard-earned money and mm. use it for governmental projects, but see, we just we haven't figured that out in this country, so we're gonna have to go our own way. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you say, yeah, maybe we should tax rich people more, and they're like, get the fuck out of here, commie. Like, I want to read, I want, I want to read an article from 20 years in the future where a bunch of Americans are. We're hearing stories about how people are getting too much health care. Meanwhile, the army's running a GoFundMe to buy a predator drone. That's, yeah. what, that's the future I want to live in. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, these guys won't pay taxes, but they'll volunteer to right. money to vote to, for government. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. Uh, he got the whole. We don't need to show this video because we're running behind. But like, you get the whole Fox News hero treatment. He was all over Fox News doing all the all the hits. Tucker, Ingraham, whatever. And you can watch somebody did a montage of like every appearance. The boy, like they helped him raise money because like he's raised five million dollars in four days. The next day, he's already into raised nine million. They ended up raising twenty five million dollars. And yeah, if you're familiar crazy. with Anything that happens with these guys, do you want to guess what happened next? Steve Bannon and Brian Colfage got arrested for stealing a lot of the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, some, boats, some, wrong, some boats got bought, baby. That's yeah. what happened. That's the well, wrong, you know, wrong uh, well, are they, uh, you got Matt. Um, are they using these boats to, you know, patrol for Mexicans along the river or something like that? Like it could have or legitimate organizational uses for an organization like build the wall yeah man, like buying a yeah. boat so they they, they uh, actually threw up the wrong screen grab but there he is yeah the wound they use the fed say wounded air force vet used we build the wall funds to buy luxury fishing boat named warfighter now <laughs> i cannot think of a dumber name for a luxury fishing boat that has like heated <laughs> seats and a dvd player and a full kitchen than warfighter oh, yeah. it's the softest boat known to man uh so so this is what Trump. This is the only time Trump, uh, the Bannon, ever got in trouble. But what, what really hits for me about this is uh, Trump pardoned Bannon. Of course, everyone knows about that. This is what Bannon got pardoned for. But not Colfage. His ass is still awaiting trial. <laughs> uh, there you go with that. Uh, but what the moxie on these dudes, the balls on them. If you have this next screen grab map, throw it up. He didn't have the money to pay for his defense lawyers after they confiscated the We Build the Wall money. So he petitioned yeah. the judge. To let him steal more money, this still the wrong screen. <laughs> Matt really wants us to know about this National Guard member crashing. Yeah, a we're going to talk about the National the Guard. <laughs> so he petitioned the judge to have to be able to, to be able to use money from the We Build the Wall GoFundMe to pay for his defense lawyers against charges that he illegally used money from the We Build the Wall GoFundMe. <laughs> I. That would have never occurred to me, Trey. I would never fucking have thought of it to put that in writing and ask the judge. Well, I mean, right. I feel like, you know, so he got all his money for people to build a wall and he was like, but I can also buy a boat, right? And then he did. And they were like, no, you can't buy a boat. And now this is just him being like, but I can also pay for lawyers, right? Like he's just going down the list of <laughs> things to use this money for, you know, and they're, they're just I, like, no, the it's supposed to be boat? wall money, you know, <laughs> yeah, just walls. Yeah. So, so here's, here's, a uh, uh, the butterfly lady, uh, Mary Intervenor, right. Talking about her ordeal with, uh, with, with, with the, the, we build the wall people in order to boost their, uh, it, 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 the question of the Sierra club was how did we build the wall and its followers respond to your litigate? Cause they, they filed lawsuit against these people for harassing them and spreading lies about them because that, that's how they were fundraising is saying, you got to help us beat the, you got to help us defeat this butterfly reserve. Well, they also, <laughs> They they filed a few lawsuits, right? The butterfly people. Yeah. They also like sued the government, the federal government. for yeah. not. They didn't. They didn't use eminent. They just the federal government just broke a whole bunch of laws by just coming down there and just building a goddamn wall through their nature preserve, like the Endangered Species Act and the Environmental Protection Act and mm -hmm. all this type of stuff. You know, federal yeah. government, federal laws <laughs> that they just ignored yeah. and broke to do this. So they sued them. And they sued these people and everything. And they said, I don't. Know, at one point, one of those suits sat in a court in D.C. for like 14 months without mm -hmm. any, without literally anything at all. So just mm -hmm. the Border Patrol are coming down. They, they can't get the, them to show up. They can't get authorities to show up, do anything. When they do show up, they're like, yeah, we know how y'all are always causing trouble. Like 
they're very much on their own down here. All right. So Matt, Matt, now, you, now we're on the, on that subject. Matt, you could throw up that your favorite screen grab right now. We'll talk about that. So this I happened really three weeks the, ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this is from Border Report, which is I think a crazed right wing website. I don't really know for sure, so don't take my word for that. But the exclusive video: National Guard member crashes truck in the gate of the National Butterfly Center. Now. Talk about how this land's disputed. It's not really disputed. Legally, the Butterfly Center ha- controls all this land. But the but a bunch of federal agencies like the Border Patrol and uh, the Texas National Guard, who's down there doing a big, you know, uh, kayfabe defense against drug cartels to, to boost Greg Abbott's political chances. They just like called up a bunch of National Guard and sent them down to the border to get drunk and be sad. And <laughs> so... <laughs> So these guys at like five in the morning, not clear whether they're on duty or they're drunk or they're mad or where they did an accident on purpose. Because the way the story is framed from the from the National Guard's perspective and the way the Border Patrol talks about it, it sounds like they tried to ram the gate because they're mad that the Butterfly Preserve yeah. won't let federal jackboots right. use their land to harass imaginary illegal immigrants coming across the river. Um so, like, by the way, this this particular area of the river, like, this has been a subject of, like, like this right-wing media depicts this place as, like, a hot spot of a bunch of, like, trafficking and border crossings. We showed, remember, a couple, like, six months ago, we showed a video of Ted Cruz riding around in the boat mm-hmm. saying they could hear pe- uh, pe- Mexican drug cartel members making fun of him from the other side of the border, and we laughed really hard at that. Right? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. that, was the butter- that was the Butterfly Reserve. Politicians <laughs> keep going to the Butterfly Reserve to do this fucking shit. So, anyway... So that's the context in which uh, they're su- they, they've been suing the federal government and and uh, uh, Colfage. They didn't actually name Steve Bannon in the lawsuit because her bosses were scared to aim that high. So uh, they they ask how to we build the wall and its, its followers respond to your litigation. She says in order to boost their fundraising, they needed a straw man. They chose to make the National Butterfly Center and the North American Butterfly Association and me personally their pinata. They disparaged our organization, disrupted our operations. They declared that we were a cartel front. They were involved in human trafficking, that I was selling women, children into sex slavery, that they saw dead bodies on the property swarmed by butterflies, <laughs> that they and that they had they had put snipers in the bushes around. We Build the Wall says they had to put snipers in the bushes around their border wall workers to protect them from this butterfly lady. Yeah, like she's like she's weaponized butterflies. These butterflies, are, <laughs> they're cause she's trained them to come out en masse and lift up white American children and fly them over the border into Mexico. It's the most horrific thing you've ever heard. And it's like this propaganda against the butterfly lady. And like they yeah. just eat, they hear that and they're like, I bet she is taking babies with butterflies and giving them to Mexico. She's in, yeah, yeah. probably moving cocaine through them uh, butterfly fields down there. Like, and they're just like, yeah, that totally makes sense to me that the butterfly lady is a front for Mexican mm-hmm. drug, sex, child trafficking, cartel, vampire behavior. Yeah. I totally believe that. Here's a check. <laughs> For however much money you want to take care of the butterfly menace, like, and, and if you want, if you're so wondering if crazy. Steve Bannon's disinformation combined with the federal government fuckery, combined with a bunch of private militias sending death threats and shit, was part of any sort of orchestrated plan, there was reporting, I think, for the Washington Post, they quote where they quoted um, Steve Miller, White House advisor, in t- May of 2019. Uh, no, sorry, Jared Kushner said this. Jared Kushner, the president of Southern Law told an Oval Office full of GOP senators, quote, we solved the butterfly thing. 
Yeah, like like Obama with Osama bin Laden, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. We got, we, gentlemen, we got her, and they all start <laughs> clapping and shit. The butterfly lady, we've taken taken out the butterfly lady. You ever see that famous clip from the newsroom where the guy announces that they killed bin Laden on the plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it's like that, but we 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 we've officially harassed the butterfly lady and just almost surrendered. So yeah. that was Jared Kushner who's talking about it. All right. So amid all this, Trina Wright uh, is getting deluged with death threats from anti-immigration types and literal fucking Nazis, literal Nazis. The center still isn't shut down because she's a badass. And you can go read and listen to interviews with her. And she has a great sense of humor about all this. She makes it yeah. even more frustrating as she right. keeps yeah, going no, to work. She seems awesome. Like in the yeah. interview and stuff, she like take you out on her boat down the Rio Grande, drinking beers and talking shit about these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty rad. Pretty rad so, lady. So that's that's all from like 2016 to 2021. So you're probably thinking this probably couldn't get any worse, right? <laughs> well, it's America, baby. So absolutely, yeah. yes, it can get worse. Uh, Q people got involved. Uh, yeah. Fast forward to uh, earlier this month, uh, this headline, uh, MAGA candidate caught on tape menacing butterfly sanctuary. This is a this particular story is about a uh, a a. a congressional candidate, congressional candidate from Virginia, my home state, mm-hmm. uh, the district she's running in, she's primarying a sitting congressman. She's been out fund, out fundraised tenfold. She, and she's a lunatic. She's definitely going to lose, but the district she's trying to represent is the dick tick of Virginia down between Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. Um, what happened was she's trying to make herself the, the candidate who's strong on border stuff. And she's also Q adjacent. So um, she tried to go on the, into the butterfly reserve a couple weeks ago. And she was live streaming it, which is how she took it down because she ended up committing a crime. (laughs) But so she trespassed her and her friend refused to pay the entrance fee. They wouldn't even pay the fucking ten dollars to go look. They could have been they could have filmed all they wanted the butterfly, but they want to pay. She said she tried to she tried to big dick. I'm said, I'm running for Congress and I want to inspect the butterfly preserve. And my friend here, they said no. He's like, well, my friend here is Secret Service, and this, per- this person who wasn't Secret Service, just some it's- Tammy, just some, yeah, yeah just her fucking yeah. her friend from the beauty shop, Tammy, who's also crazy, was like, I'm Secret Service. Uh, she stop resisting. Everyone who declares for Congress gets Secret Service protection. It's that <laughs> yeah. believable cover story, which is just fucking adorable. I know. Uh, so she tries to get in the butterfly preserve. Uh, Trevina Wright says, nah, you're live streaming. I Googled who you are real quick. I can see you're a mega lunatic. I know what you're here for. Just leave. Right. She kicks her out, uh, as she's escorting her out and giving this, uh, giving this dumb bitch a piece of her mind, uh, her and the secret service lady turn around and assault where they slap her phone out of her hand. Cause she's recording them back and push her to the ground. And it's like, even though you can't really see what's happening in the live stream, uh, you can hear the secret service lady, fake secret service lady say, uh, stay down, bitch, which is pretty clear that you pushed him down, <laughs> which is why she deleted the live stream video and she's being investigated. She says she got off that charge. She told a Virginia paper that, but I don't know. She's the kind of person to make up shit. So, um, this part, oh God, she, she, she demanded, uh, what Lowe did was demanded to see the center, give her access to the river to quote, see all the illegals crossing on the raft. They're really fascinated with these rafts. Uh, and the, the, to, to add all this, like, so the, this this butterfly center is a nonprofit, half a family operation. Her son was working the front desk that day because everybody was out sick with COVID, like everybody that the rest of the world's been. So he had to deal with this too. Um, they threatened his life. It's not the first time his life's been threatened over this. We'll get to that in a second. Um, they called the cops. 
And by the way, if you you might have read about the big there's a there was a big uh, MAGA rally on the border yeah. this past weekend, and that's part of what escalated. They, they shut they shut down temporarily for the first time a weekend before last because of this rally because the threats escalated. This happened right before that. Lowe was in town for the rally. Uh, she got booted from the rally because this embarrassed them. So that's really funny. She drove all the way from Virginia to Texas with her kids to do this and then leave. Uh, <laughs> so Wright calls the cops to report this assault and talk about all the death threats she's getting. The chief cops typically don't really understand or grasp internet threats or don't think they're real. They think it's stupid jerk off bullshit, whatever. But there's an actual assault here. But she told them that she was in danger because of the MAGA rally and Michael Flynn was going to be speaking there. And the cop, the police chief himself was there, said, the decorated war hero, and then yeah. left without doing anything. <laughs> he had to run down there and catch Michael Flynn's set. You know, he didn't have, yeah. he didn't have time to didn't have time to go, you know, protect and or serve. He had, uh, yeah. Michael Flynn was going to be in town. He was excited. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this, this event, the website said, quote, illegals are beholden to their Marxist overlords, end quote. And among its speakers weren't just Flynn. It was also a fucking course, Ted Nugent. So we got some real intelligentsia at this thing. Uh, by the way, attendees of the rally did go to the Butterfly Center while it was closed. Um, they post a, a minute-long uh, – some organizers from Real America's Voice, one of those white-ring news places, post a minute-long clip on Twitter repeating more claims about false sex trafficking. So, again, glad they closed. Um, okay. So it's not, we already talked about the national guard ramming the, but ramming the gate. So it's not really getting any better, which is why they're probably going to stay closed for a while. And to sum all this up, um, two things, this quote and the title of the guy who said it really sort of highlight the absurdity of all this. Absolutely. Quote, it's incredibly, incredibly distressing that the United States has come to the point where a really significant part of the public is just no longer tethered to reality. Quote, said Jeffrey Glassberg, the founder of the North American Butterfly Association. <laughs> I know, dude. What the fuck is this timeline, man? Like, <laughs> Finally, some leadership from the nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. From the president oh, of butterflies. God. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, by the way, shout out to Wright. She does, like I said, she does have a good sense of humor about this. But a thing that really I found really creepy is like she was talking about what it's done to her life. She said it's take, definitely taken years off her life because the stress and the medical problems it's given her. And but she can't won't go to the doctor, and she won't go to the doctor because, especially for therapy or whatever, because Steve Bannon somehow got a hold of her tax records. She doesn't know how. Maybe the Trump administration gave them to him. But he's, she's afraid that he should be able to get access to any of her records. He doesn't want to be able to have that in a battle against her in court. And her son, I told you, got death threats. Um, a, a kid in the school parking lot pulled a gun and pointed at his head, said it's going to blow his head off for what his mother was doing to the country. That is this, so fucking get, crazy. They like the, the specifics of the trafficking is like like they think they literally think that they're shrinking kids down the size of the butterflies and the butterflies are carrying them across the border. That's just, that's the crazier part of the QP. This is all just so fucking nuts. Kids just want to look at butterflies, man. Leave them alone. I don't yeah, know. No shit. This is probably it's the like hell, news the goddamn, All the damn butterflies are going to be dead in a few years anyway because what we're doing to the fucking earth while we got some left. Mm -hmm. Let people look the way, at them. Jesus. By the way, this is cancel <laughs> culture. This is an right. internet mob who's ruined a person's life and livelihood right. over fucking nothing. We're, Absolutely. Not even worse than nothing. They're making her out to be a villain for a good thing she's doing. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. They, the, the right has canceled butterflies for everyone yes. in this <laughs> and this poor woman's life. Yeah, it's super fucked up. Uh, again, it's so ridiculous. You can't have a laugh at parts of it, but it's actually, you know, really fucked up and uncool. Matt, you can start putting some comments and stuff up there. I want to tell everybody now before I forget. Well, first of all, hit the like button. How about that? I remembered. 
like, subscribe, share, all that shit. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, but also, producer Matt has made a, a little survey for viewers that you can take, and I'll post it and tweet it afterwards. You know, Matt likes his surveys now. Obviously, it's, uh, you know, we just appreciate it. If you got time, won't take long. Got some uh, questions we'd be interested in getting your answers for. You go to weeklyskews.com slash feedback. And again, I'm going to post that link on uh, Facebook and Twitter as soon as we get off here. All right. Now, comments and whatnot. Hit us with Before them. we... Do you, have you followed us in this Madison Cawthorn lawsuit shit? No. So the 14th Amendment says you can't be in Congress if you met on an insurrection uh, to the to, against the federal government. Sure. Seems like so a good role. So <laughs> that was that was the when, when, during Trump's second impeachment trial. Uh, uh, people tried to say you don't need to actually there was a compromise position it was just let's just invoke the 14th to make say he can't run again and not impeach him. Yeah, not right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So apparently. Uh, North Carolina has convinced enough uh, uh, election officials that this is plausible to invoke against Mass and Cawthorn using state election rules. So the Supreme Court has ruled the case can go forward, I think. And so he's in like, I imagine this, the federal courts will overturn it because they're all run by MAGA lunatics. But in the meantime, he's at risk in the in the short term of being taken off the ballot or probably have to go to court to get put back on. Anything that makes these fucks. Like, I want Mass and Cawthorn to have to get a real job. Me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, he'll just go around to Nazi rallies and do, you know, yeah, Nazi yeah, shit. Right. Nothing hits. Nothing hits. No, no. They write him a big yeah, Nazi book, get on the Nazi circuit, and, you know, yeah. do just fine. Yeah, I was but canceled I hear you. by the. Hey, the, the, thing, the funny thing is, his defense is like, I guess after the Civil War, Congress passed a blanket a blanket immunity or pardon from the 14th for, for Confederates so we could keep being a country because otherwise you couldn't hang everybody. So right. yeah. um, he, uh, he's trying to say that, that that includes him, but that was just for the Civil War. <laughs> I'm also a Confederate, not, everybody. Just keep yeah. that in mind. I'm, I'm also not 250 only a years old. I'm also a yeah. Confederate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what... Um, Let's see here. Jasmine Parker from YouTube says, do Republicans think that butterflies are just queer moths being over the top about everything? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah, that's uh, good. It's funnier you. than anything we said tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. They're just Let's like Liberace moths. That's what they are. David <laughs> David Wincup says, "What would Jesus think of his uh, loyal right wing fans?" Yeah, you know he was Jesus, big old hippie. Yeah, I mean he was an ethnic minority who was put to death by the state for protesting uh, uh, political, you know, corruption and state violence. So right. uh, I, it's fair to say. <laughs> It's fair to say the GOP would ever have. It's fair, but like every time, I, every time you frame the Bible that way, you sound like some crazy communist. But like it's literally just the story of what happened. Yeah. Uh, Shayla LePay, I think. I'm sorry, Shayla, if I'm totally butchering that. Says Americans do have the ability to make Canadian crazy look a little less crazy. And yeah, I think we, you know, I think we do that with with everybody. You know, yeah. I don't I just know like, about like, that was like the sort of mayonnaise type of crazy. Do you know what I mean? I know plenty of other countries go to pretty crazy shit too, but when it comes to like, like truck stop crazy, you know, uh, a fat white crazy, we're number one, but nobody else can even touch that. We're very, yeah. that one particular brand of dipshit, like I said, we grow them here better than anywhere. 
Well, we're very powerful and rich, and rich lunatics are more dangerous than poor lunatics. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Aaron McCullough back again on Facebook says Super Bowl predictions. Uh, so, ever since Joe Burrow d- uh, d- um, dedicated his Heisman Trophy to uh, trailer trash everywhere, that's not exactly what he said, but it's pretty close to what he said. He made a fan for life out of me uh, personally, and also the Bengals are you know perpetually downtrodden, the you know mm. classic underdog. So that would be cool, but. Matt Stafford also was kind of – he played for the fucking Lions for like 12 years. So, I mean, I can't – you know, I ain't going to be mad at Stafford winning one either. And I live in Los Angeles. I'm not a Rams fan, but, you know, I, I'm cool with the Rams. So, I'm good with it either way. Gun to my head, you're asking me to pick who's going to win? I think I would pick – no, I'm going to pick the Bengals. I was going to say the Rams, but the Bengals have been picked against – Every week except the first mm-hmm. one when they beat the Raiders. Like, people just keep picking against the Bengals, and they keep winning. So, I'm not going to pick again against them, and now they'll lose. Yeah. That's what will happen. I'm, I'm sure uh, – give merch that says Matt Graphic, please. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Parks, can we please get merch that says Matt Graphic, yeah. please? It's yeah, I've got idea, it on actually. there three or four times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. We're just harassing Matt, 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 uh, so Matt we says, uh, please fill out the survey. Right. <laughs> Matt, Matt's very businesslike. I wish you guys could uh, see his general demeanor because our Tom Fuller does not hit for him. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Super Bowl. I think the Rams probably win. They're they're, de- they're definitely favored. I haven't looked at the odds. I but yeah. Joe Burrow just really. I mean, if you don't know anything about Joe Burrow, he he tried to uh, advocate college athletes to get paid to the point of um, uh, uh, walking up the edges or, or uh, you know, demanding unionization. He wears Black Lives Matter shit. And when he wins, he smokes a cigar in a locker room and dances to bounce, New Orleans bounce music. So I can't, you can't, everything about this kid fucking hits for me. So I'm going <laughs> to just yeah. want to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, like, yeah, the Rams will definitely be favored. Um, but, you know, like I said, the Bengals, I just, I don't know. Just one of them teams this year, it seems like. Um, well, anyway, yeah, you know what? Oh, uh, yeah, Lara S. from YouTube says, the ride is up in arms about the halftime show, too. All those rappers, uh, damn, those rappers yeah. out there. Then we talked about um, last week. They're saying because it was anti-American because Dr. Dr. Dre was in a group that said, fuck the police. Oh, right, yeah. Um, all Americans are cops, baby. All of us, you support the cops. That's all America's about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I sure am looking forward to it. All right, yeah. Next time we see y'all, we'll uh, we'll know what happened, won't we? Hell, it's this Sunday. Sure, damn sure is. Okay. Well, enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets for uh, live shows for your boy here. And uh, yeah, go weeklyskews.com slash feedback. Fill out producer Matt survey. It would sure would be sweet of you. And uh, like, share, subscribe, five star review, all that good stuff. And uh, we love you. And we'll see you next time right here. So you love you. Bye. 